Carrie's on hold. Last time Carrie was here, she was here to promote her book, Unafraid. And she was here with my friend Sergio Gore, who was here weeks before with Janine Pirro. And I'm, it, this is really weird. So she's on hold. You're playing that cut from Trump. Sergio, 9-11 a.m. Sid, POTUS said yes to joining you in the very near future, FYI. Because Trump is coming back on. He goes on to say, tell Carrie, Sergio said, don't be late today to the book signing. I guess she's got one at the Villages. So with that said, here she is, my favorite from the state of Arizona, or Sid Rosenberg fave, Carrie Lake. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? Oh, that's so funny. Good morning, Sid. He he could have just texted me that instead of embarrassing me in front of all of New York City. But that's okay, Sergio. Isn't it weird, though, that be back with you. he had no idea you were on hold, and he got this book signing today, and he texts me. That's pretty weird timing, right? That is weird timing. You know, I, the stars are aligning, and he's maybe he's spying on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So uh, you heard he's the my phone, right? You, you heard the. Oh, listen, it, uh, not him, but uh, certainly there are others who may be doing that. But you heard what uh, right. Trump said there to Maria Bartiromo. Tim Scott's name came up. He didn't bring it up. Maria did, and uh, this uh, question has been asked of you before about possibly being his running mate. Uh, any thoughts on Trump's answer yesterday or two days ago? You know, we're we're in such a great place as Republicans. There's a huge, amazing group of potential, as Trump said, cabinet members for VP, whatever. He's just got so many people to choose from. I mean, you look at the Democrat Party, and, and I, it's like the, they're brain dead over there. And we've got people who have no qualifications in all of these positions. So I think President Trump's in a great place. I know he'll pick a great person, uh, whether it's Tim Scott or whoever it is. And and I've said this before. I I will say it again. I am out speaking about President Trump. We've got to get him back in the White House. His Agenda 47 is transformative. It will get us out of this nightmare that Joe Biden has put us into in very short order, and I'm confident he's going to pick great people. I really am, especially now, because we figured out who the snakes are, right? Mm. We know who the traitors are, the yeah. people who stabbed him in the back, so they won't be part of his new administration. I think he'll pick some really great people. I'm not worried about it. I am um, speaking about him and about his agenda because I care about America. I want nothing in return for it. I, you know, I'll be doing my own thing, and I know that when President Trump gets back in office, he's going to turn things around quickly. So you were here about uh, three weeks ago, and uh, your book, Unafraid, is great, and, and I read it. Uh, you asked me, have you read my book? And then I showed you a picture. I actually took a picture of your book on my nightstand, literally two feet away <laughs> from my pillow. And, uh, and I read uh, Trump's forward, which was great. And he, you know, he had you out in Bedminster literally two or three weeks ago for your book party. He came out. He loves you. But that didn't stop the evil media from going out there and putting out a whole bunch of stuff. I think it was uh, the Daily Beast. I don't even remember. And they said, you know, the president doesn't like Carrie Lake. And I know you said I'm not going to give it any breath. You didn't come on. But you're on now, so we are going to talk about it. Because you tweeted, I think, just yesterday that there are people out there that are still saying things about you, which are complete lies, including that you and Trump don't get along. What the hell's going on here? Well, I mean, we just we can't believe anything the fake news prints. I mean, Daily Beast, that's the out that's the outlet. Isn't that the one that started the whole Russia collusion thing that was a complete lie? Yes. And who knows? I think they maybe even knew it was a lie. They peddle lies to try to get fake stories out there to get people 
you know, all up in arms about things. And I thought it was funny. You know, you did, you texted me at like 4 a.m. I don't know why I was awake that early. I said, can you come on this morning? I'm like, um, the whole house is sleeping. <laughs> I don't want to give this this complete lie. Did, did, by the way, did, did, did I wake Jeff up or no? Honestly. You know, I think I was awake. Sometimes I wake up, at, you know, and I'm just wide awake. It's 4 a.m., but I, I'm not really wide awake enough to go on the radio. No, but I mean your husband. Um, did, did I wake Jeff up? No, no, no. I have my phone on silent. Okay. So you're, you're good. Okay, good. But no, I mean, it's just, it's a complete lie. They, they put that out. I mean, two weeks earlier, they put out some BS story about me living at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, how, how ridiculous is that? And then the, that two weeks later, I'm on the outs. And, and in between there, I did a book launch uh, party at Bedminster. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not on the outs. I love President Trump. He's amazing. I have the utmost respect for his family. Melania is absolutely the most incredible woman, the most incredible first lady. And I'm, I'm actually doing an event tonight at the Villages here in Florida with Don Jr. and Kimberly. So you, what I'm trying to tell you is you just can't believe anything. There's not even a sliver of truth to these stories, especially when they say some unnamed source or anonymous source or a insider with the Trump world. It's just... They're grasping at straws, and I don't know what to tell you other than they're just printing lies, which isn't right. a shock to me. No, they do. And uh, by the way, the Villages is a great place, and uh, we all love uh, Junior and Kimberly, and that's going to be a great event down there in the state of Florida tonight. But, of course, you and Trump, besides the fact you're both Republicans, besides, you know, you love him, he loves you, he wrote the forward, he had you at the rally in Arizona, besides all of that, uh, you got job, both of you. You know, he's still yelling and screaming that he won that election in 2020, and they took it from him. And, of course, we know that you won the gubernatorial race in the state of Arizona, and they took that from you. I know it's not exclusive to just you and Trump, but these are the two most high-profile examples of election fraud we've seen in the last couple of years. So no matter what happens, Trump and Lake always have that in common, Yes. I wish we didn't, but yes, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think they have been um, putting their thumb on the scale in these elections for a long time. You know, as they made elections more and more complicated, bringing in machines, I call them black boxes. We don't even know how they work. They won't let us see. They won't explain how the machines work. They're using software here in Arizona. We just learned the entire software used for our Maricopa County election was unapproved software. It was not the software they were supposed to be using. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. They've made elections so complicated, and the more complicated they make them, the more corrupt they are. We need to go back to really simple, you know, old school election day voting, paper ballots, you show an ID, you count it right there in the precinct, and you you have the results that night. For those of us who are old enough to remember, that's how it used to be, and we had faith in our elections, and now we don't. And, you know, we are not free people, Sid, if we do not have fair elections. And this is happening around the globe. Venezuela, Brazil, these countries turned into these Marxist nightmares because they brought in these machines. Yep that are easily corruptible, that the components are made in China. So China's making the components in all of these machines that are controlling elections around the world. And you wonder why the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Because <laughs> yeah. their plan for us is to turn us into a state controlled by the CCP. And so I'm fighting for honest elections everywhere. Every state needs to improve because I truly want us to be free people. 
here in America, and I want to save our country. On a local front, my dear friend Tom Sullivan, he may be listening now. I know his brother Michael is. He got job, too. He actually won an assembly seat in Queens, but nepotism was his enemy, this lady Stacy Pfeiffer Amato, whose father was a judge, his mo- mother is a politician. He was up about 300 votes uh, when nobody voted, basically, and somehow weeks and weeks, months and months later, he lost. So that was uh, a local election, didn't get the press, obviously, of a Carrie Laker or Donald Trump. But as far as I'm concerned, Tom Sullivan won that race, and congrats to him. I do want to get into this uh, cocaine story, Carrie. Uh, they found cocaine at the White House. Now, look, I think it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I think Sean Hannity last night embarrassed himself. What did he do with Kellyanne Conway when he said, what if it was anthrax? Well, it wasn't anthrax. It was a bag of blow. And I got to tell you the truth, Carrie, it's not like it's just Hunter Biden that does coke in Washington. We're only a couple of years removed from the Secret Service getting into trouble for prostitutes and drugs. So while it would be nice to know who dropped the cocaine, it's becoming this huge story. It is not a national security crisis. What are your thoughts on the cocaine bag? Well, I mean, it's not – maybe you could say it's not a national security crisis, but it, it's definitely degrading to our, you know, beautiful White House that is the, the, the people – you know, the people well, – this is the people's house, right? We own this house. We own this – we are supposed to be in control of this government, although right now I don't believe we are. It's just an embarrassing – it's another depraved um, episode out of the Biden crime family. And uh, I just miss the days when we had President Trump in there. And everything was running smoothly, right. and it was respectable, even yep. though the media lied about them. Yep. I think it's worth getting to the bottom of. It's a crime. You know for a fact if it was a Republican sitting in the White House, this would be the biggest story on planet Earth. And now they want to just you know, brush it under the rug? I don't think so. I want to get to the bottom of it. We need to find out, and I'm, we're tired of this two-tier justice system where if it happens on Biden's time, Biden's yep. watch yep. – that nothing, there's never justice, there's never fairness, and I think the American people are really tired of that. Yeah, I, I agree with almost all of it, except I, in this case, I think it's dumb. That's just me. Um, of course, it wouldn't be Trump because his kids don't do cocaine. Eric or Jr., Hunter does, but I just think sometimes we grasp in our efforts to, well, you're going to act like that, we're going to act that way, and I think we, we could be better than that. And if they find out, great. If they don't, nobody dies. Our country's not under any security crisis. It was a bag of cocaine. For me, let's move on. Uh, I do want to talk about the... Hey, listen, this is a guy, Joe Biden, who's yeah. turning a blind eye to the, the biggest invasion on our border with drugs being trafficked at a, an alarming rate. Right. So he doesn't care what the drugs coming over the border. He doesn't care about the drugs in the White House. He doesn't seem to care about his his son being um, a drug addict. Right. This is this is just a guy who is absolutely the worst president. I hate to call him that because I think he's more of the resident um, that this country's ever seen. And they want us to believe he won 81 million votes. Huh. I don't believe that either. Uh, tomorrow, the IRS whistleblowers are set to testify in front of the. White House committee talking about cocaine and Hunter Biden. What do you think, Carrie Lake, ends up happening here? Well, you know, I think it's great that we've had some whistleblowers come out who finally have had the courage to speak out on what's going on in the Biden administration and and with taking on great risk doing that. I don't know what's going to come out of it. Um, I'm impressed that we're at least doing um, some digging into it. And and thankfully, we have a Republican-controlled Congress right now or, or House where they're actually doing some investigations. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I mean, if you, if I had to take a wild guess, a, a slap on the hand, right? I don't right, think it's right. going to be much, right? And they're going to try to discredit these um, whistleblowers, and so we'll have to wait and see. Right now, things are we're, we're an upside down world, planet crazy. And so <laughs> I don't, I, I can't take reason and logic yeah. and apply it to what's yeah. happening right now, because this seems uh, to be a time where re- reason and logic don't matter. Let's uh, wrap this up where we started. Nice little bow here, Carrie Lake, and that is we started with Trump, and we're talking about his uh, VP mate. Another big story is August 23rd, that first Republican debate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Same place, by the way, where the Republicans will, uh, will of course, crown their winner of the primaries. Uh, long story short here, he is not going to debate that night. Uh, I personally wish he would because I think in the in the fairness of competition, and he's the best at it anyway, he should go. He's got nothing to lose. He's up 50 points anyway, and he's fun to watch. Uh, I know he has the right not to do it. I'm not going to kill him. But personally, I wish he would. What are your thoughts? Mm. Uh, you know, I see the argument for both. I went it through my whole campaign, 525 days, and my Democrat opponent would not debate me. I think it's more important in the general election you know, the, to me, the primary is over. It's it's the B team, maybe the maybe the D-listers versus a giant named Donald Trump. And so it's kind of like, why even do that? It's, why even waste the time and the air and the effort? Concentrate on taking down the uh, deranged Democrats right now. And so I, I see his point. It's always fun to watch President Trump on, on a debate stage because you know he will go in and clobber them. And it will probably be six against one, maybe eight, because you got to throw in the moderators who will be trying to take it. <laughs> right. And I think for us, we, we want the entertainment factor out of it. We want to be able to say we, we got to see another Trump debate, and they're, and they're legendary. But, you know, I don't think it's necessary. To me, it's over. It's already over. We already know it's going to be Trump the nominee. They're trying to convince us otherwise. But – we're too smart for that. And concentrate on taking down um, Biden and, and whoever the Democrats throw at him. I certainly agree there. It is over. It's been over now for quite some time. This idea that all of a sudden DeSantis is going to gain steam and come on strong is ridiculous. He's had opportunities. He really has. Indictments, arrests, things going well in his own state, and he falls further behind. Well, just it, to show. And he, yeah. He looks so weak. Oh, I mean, he, looks he looks terrible. So terrible. Well, by, by the way, you're, you're in his state tonight with your book signing with Kimberly and Donald Jr. What if the governor actually showed up? Well, what kind of greeting would he get from the lovely <laughs> Carrie Lake? <laughs> I don't think he'd get a good greeting in Florida, to be honest. I mean, he, he didn't come for the Turning Point event. And I think he knows he's not. The people of Florida are really, they're really, you know, pissed off at him right now. He, he runs for reelection collects a whole bunch of donations from many of them Trump supporters who were donating to DeSantis. And then he wins and he says he wants to be governor. And he immediately starts running for president against the people of Florida's favorite president, Donald Trump. Yeah. And then he takes that donation money that they gave for DeSantis for governor and transfers it over to his presidential bid running against Trump. So people who don't, who are Trump supporters who donated to DeSantis are now finding their hard-earned money going after the president they love. That, to me, is unethical. And the fact that there's an insurance crisis underway here, can you imagine in the middle of hurricane season, people are losing their homeowner's insurance through no fault of their own, and DeSantis is nowhere to be seen. They get a big storm down here. There's going to be a whole lot of people in a whole lot of trouble, and DeSantis is 
gallivanting around Iowa and New Hampshire where he's he's people aren't even interested in seeing him. Yep, it's true. And, and he's walking around in, in baggy jeans and in, it, he doesn't look like a serious contender. And so I don't think he'd get a good um, I know he wouldn't get a great response down here. He's always welcome to come to any of my events. I would welcome him and I'd love to have a conversation with him, a real honest conversation about why he would take the most horrible political advice, destroying his political career. When he was ready to skate in in 28, he took advice from people like Jeb Bush and Paul Ryan and Karl Rove to run against a giant named Donald Trump. I mean, what is he thinking? It makes me think his his Thinking skills are not very good. Well, these are all great points. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, he blew it. He he could have sat back, like you said, and you know Trump wins, and then we get another Republican in 28. He wins. He wins again in 32. And what a life he could have had. You're right. He took advice from a bunch of losers. Those guys are all losers. Anyway, you are not. You're great. Uh, the book is unafraid. I've read it. It's great. I recommend you read it. Carrie Lake is a real American, a great American. She'll be in the villages in Florida signing books later on tonight, then back in Arizona. But keep coming back here, Carrie, because I love having you. Thank you so much again for a great conversation. Thank you, Sid. And you can text me at 4 a.m. anytime. (laughs) And I will. You know, I will. Thank you. (laughs) I did do that. All right. Good luck tonight, Carrie. God bless you, too. Carrie Lake.